0: There's always been a tension between the way things are and the way things could be. That was true in the times of the biblical writers, and it is true now. And we've been talking together about why do we do church, and one of the, one of the reasons, one of the statements, uh, is to the promotion of social righteousness. Promotion is actually a word that means movement. It is to dare us to move, to move into that tension, to move into that space between the way things are and God's vision for the way things could be. Our scripture readings today are from Amos 5 and Isaiah 58, and we're revisiting... Uh, have my readers come on up we're revisiting our um, first passage that we started this series with talking about why do we do church what really is the purpose of us getting together Um, and and that is a hebrews passage we we took from it the first time that we get together to encourage one another Um, but today it talks about actually provoking or prodding spurring one another Uh, so let us pray before we turn to the words of scripture gracious god by the power of your holy spirit may these ancient words reach across the ages and speak a word to your people gathered here today and may the words of our mouths the meditations of our hearts be acceptable and even pleasing in your sight O christ our rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Let us not- So I want to start with a question for you all. Um, I was going to do the thing where we shine it up there, but I didn't get it in in time. So here's what I'd like to do. This is not rhetorical. I want you to just answer off the top. No wrong answers. Um, Just off the top of your head, what are some concerning, troubling things happening in the world right now? Yeah, the war in Israel. What else? The war in Ukraine. Homelessness. The Speaker of the House. It's a problem. What else? What? A lack of leadership. Sickness. The The economy. Child sex trafficking. All right, you get the idea? you might be thinking of other things. I have another question for you. We've got our youth in here, you can answer, or your parents who care about your schools too. What are some troubling or concerning things happening in schools today? Gun violence, what else? Bullying, smoking. Say it again. Food and housing insecurity for students, for children, children who don't know where they might lay their head or get their next meal. What else? Depression. Unhealthy relationships. Just just learning in general and, and having a broad range of learning. Okay, lots of other things we could name. We're gonna come back to that. Um, so, I've probably said this before, but it's an old, old saying. You know, some some things that are cliche get to be cliche because they're so true. Um, but there's a cliche about preaching, that preaching, good preaching, afflicts the comfortable and comforts the afflicted. So, I'm going to play you, it's five minutes, it's a song, it's long. But we've been talking about why do church together? And we've been talking about the fact that a lot of people are leaving the church. That's just, you know, it's not gloom and doom. I- I'm not worried about the survival of the church. There will always be a remnant of faithful people. God got the church. But it is up to us to kind of look around and go, what, why are people leaving? What is happening? And this is just one young man who wrote a song about why he left the church. Now, it may provoke you. We'll talk about it, okay? We'll talk about it beyond just what I will respond to. That's the bad thing about preaching is that only I get to talk, but I try to get y'all to talk, but all right, so here it is. This is one, this was written at a time, um, you'll know when, um, but this is a young man who grew up in the church and he's explaining through his song why he's leaving I grew up in churches, morning Taught me every life is sacred. Feed the hungry and clothe the naked. I learned from you the highest law is love. So I believed you when you said I should trust the words in red to guide my steps through a wicked world. I assumed you'd do the same, so imagine my dismay, when I watched you leave Oh, they started putting kids in cages, ripping mothers from their babies. And I look to you to speak on their behalf. Oh, but all I heard was silence. Or worse, you justified it. Sing a mood. But you baptized it with language Torn from the pig Mere love overcome And justice Roll down Come home. You're better than this. I used to think you were better than this. But come home. When you go back up, I'm gonna grab the chalice. We sit on stolen land, a nation built by stolen hands. And we use the Bible to justify it all. Yeah, from slavery and segregation to mass incarceration, this is who we are, but not who we have to be. There's a lot of work to do of the evil by the roots. The repentance has We read today from Amos and Isaiah, they're called prophets. A lot of times people think prophet means somebody who predicts the future. It's somebody who has the courage to speak a hard truth. I think Daniel Dietrich is somewhat of a prophet. Now, you, I, I get it. Some of the things mentioned probably raised your temperature. Because there's probably a lot of different views about how we should think about talk about, or respond to those issues. But if I gave you a pretend exercise, if I handed out a piece of paper to all of you and said, write on this piece of paper the concerns, the issues, the troubles uh, in this world that God does not care about, what would be on the paper? nothing. Christ is drawing all things to himself in God's love. And if God cares about something, so must we who are followers of Jesus. And if we cannot in the church be a place where we maybe provoke each other and where we talk lovingly and openly about the things that matter to God, Then what are we doing we've got to promote social righteousness promote the right treatment of all of god's children if we are going to follow jesus and we might disagree about how to do that best i love arthur brooks who's a who who as a young child had a a moment where he became really, really, really called to uh, address food insecurity and homelessness. So he did, and he now speaks to people, and if Arthur Brooks is trying to get just secular groups, he's saying, can we not get together and get beyond our party divisions and talk about solutions for these things, about how to solve these problems? And he says, look, if you're a Republican, be the Republican in the room who is talking on and on about the need for social justice. And if you're the Democrat in the room, be the one talking on and on about the potential good for capitalism to solve some of these problems. The point is, is he's doing that with groups, out. why can't we do that in the church? We've got to create space to talk about the things that matter to God because they have to matter to us as followers of Jesus. The Gaza Strip matters to God. Gun violence matters to God. Bullying in schools matters to God. Bullying in homes matters to God. All of it matters to God, and we can be a place, and and I just want to say two more things. One, sometimes what we provoke each other to do is simply to move enough to see another can we put up the um, slide you've seen this again cliche is it a six or is it a nine sometimes all we do in this being church is move to get a different viewpoint That's the movement we provoke in each other. But sometimes it's a movement that says, hey, what is moving in your heart? What is God calling you to do? We cannot fix everything, but that should not stop us from doing what we can. One of my favorite writers is Thomas Kelly. He's a a Quaker mystic, and he has this wonderful uh, quote where he, he, he actually heard it from, Somebody, uh, the the quote is everything matters, nothing matters. He says that's been the key to my entering in to my unique calling in Christ. Everything matters. It's all really big. I've had to, but, but really, you know, you can get in that nothing matters. Like, what can I do that could possibly make a difference? But holding those two together, knowing that yes, we're insignificant and small, and in the our lifespan, we're not going to like change the whole world. But God, God's burdened heart for the world has a particular expression in each of us. God's particularized burden is in you and in me, and what we do in the church is we dare each other to move toward serving and sharing our gift our burden that God puts on our heart with a joyous service that's why we do church and all of us young old have a calling and when we come to this table we do so as people who need sustenance for the journey we are hungry and we